Yuma Daf Chof Gimel. We're going to start at the bottom of Daf Chof Beis, where the Gemara discusses Shaul HaMelech. The Novi describes Shaul being king at the age of one. How could that be? He was taller than everybody else. That would have been a mum if he was actually one year old, one year old and that tall. Elamai means that he did not taste any chait. He did not do any averas, even though he was far older than one. If Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, maybe it means that he was all messy like a one-year-old. Since he said this, Rav Nachman saw these terrifying malachim in a dream. So he announced, But that didn't work. He saw the scary malachim again, so he said, And that seems to have worked. Rabbi Yechanan says that we do not have an appointment of anyone over Klai Yisrael unless he has a kupa shel shratzim hanging behind him. This is why Shaul HaMelech's kingdom didn't last because he came from good Yichus. David HaMelech came from Rus, that was questionable. That's why it lasted. In case he ever gets gaiva dig, we could always say, look behind you, and that will take care of any gaiva. He could look back at his kupa shel shratzim. Why did Shaul lose his malucha? Because he was Michael on his covet. People were standing up for him and he said that he should <coughs> be put to death. In fact, Rabbi Yechanan says that any time a chacham, which is not noikim and noiter, like a snake, is not a time chacham. Gemara says, wait a second. And the third favor says, aloisikam, aloisitar. He answers that that's with regards to money. Nakama is when someone does, refuses to lend you something and you refuse to lend him something the next day. Natira is where he refuses to lend you something, and you, refu- and you do lend him the next day, but while saying, or the Chavaz Chaim says, even while thinking, I'm not like you, I do lend to you. But that's only Benyone Mamen. The Gemara says, really? When it comes to non-Mamen things, there's no Nakama? The Pasuk Befeir says that someone who accepts embarrassment and Yisurim and only returns it with love and Simcha the Oyvav Ketesa Shemesh Begvura Soi Gemara answers that's when he, he still has it locked up in his heart Rava says anyone with Ma'avir on his Midois with Mechlem on all of his Averis what do you mean he should lock it up in his heart everything Gemara what does locking it up in his heart mean? It means that when someone else comes to stand up for his Kavarat Torah, he should be quiet and let him do that. But he himself, he should not be the one to be noikem and noiter. What about being ma'avar on Yemidais? That's when he asks for mechila. When he asks for mechila, then you should definitely give it to him. Now back to the discussion of the lottery. The Gemara asks, if a coin could put out two fingers, if he has that option... Why would he choose to put out one finger? You have twice the chance of winning. So if Chista explains, you're allowed to put out two fingers for a Kayin who is sick and he can't lift one. So he puts out two to give him extra strength. But the Bible brings a Raya that it seems that you count both fingers. You're allowed to put up one or two and you count the second one because the Gemara says you're, allowed to put up, you're not allowed to put up the middle finger or the thumb. But if you put up the middle finger, we count it. The Gemara says, it doesn't mean you count it as a second finger, it means that you count it as one finger. But if he puts up a thumb, then he's kicked out of the gyril. We don't count him at all. If he puts up a thumb, not only don't we count him, but we also, we 
hit him with a pakia, which is a whip that the Arabs use to whip their horses, which is ripped at the end, so it hits in many more spots. It hurts, it hurts a lot. And the Gemara brings a story where there were two kahanim who were racing up the ramp, and when the first guy won, the second one pulled out a knife and stabbed him. Then Tziv says that the only reason why he would have a knife is if he, if he planned on actually stabbing him. Rav Tzadik got up, and he gave a very impassioned speech about Egla Arufa, and everyone was crying. The father of this of, of this, this client came in, and he saw that he was still alive. And instead of focusing on his son's death, he focused on the knife in his heart. And he said, my son's still alive a little bit, so the knife isn't tome yet. Let's take out the knife before it contracts tumma. And we see that at that point in history, they were more concerned about tumma than they were about murder. The Pasuk says that Menashe filled up Yerushalayim from one side to the other with Shvi Chazdamim. The Gemara clarifies whether this story with the murder came before or after the one of the coin getting pushed off. If the murder case came first, why would they continue with the race? And if the race one came first, we know with the broken leg that they immediately enacted the lottery. The Gemara answers that the murder came first, and they assumed that this was one crazy kaya and it wouldn't happen again. But then they saw that it was intrinsically dangerous, as evident by the broken foot, that they began using lots. The Gemara then looks into Rav Tzaddik's speech, and he says that you never have Agla Arufa in Yerushalayim. Furthermore, we only do Agla Arufa when we don't know who killed him. We saw right here which Koyan killed this Koyan. Elamai, he was just saying it to get the Oilam crying. The Gemara then asks, what made it that they were more concerned about the knife being Tomei than the Koyan being killed? Was it because they were so desensitized from murder? Or they were so machmer on Tuma, which is neither a good thing. Rav Nissan Alperin says, said at Rav Moshe's Levaya that he was perfectly balanced. And being machmer in one area is not a good thing either. If an animal has one extra large leg, that's a mum. And the Gemara answers that they were desensitized from murder from Menashe. Next, the Gemara says that the Kayan, when performing the Chumas Adeshen, would remove his clothing. And the Pasuk says, while wearing Begadam Acherim. I would think that he can put on weekday clothing for the Chumas Adeshen. No. So the Pasuk tells us the word Begadam twice. Just like the first Begadam wore Begadam Kadesh, so to the second one, we're not Begadam Kadesh. So what are Begadam Acherim? No, it means that they were less quality, qualitatively lower standard begadim. Eliezer learns out from here that a koyin balmum is allowed to take out the chumas adeshen. And Omar Mar, that we have to wear different begadim for the chumas adeshen because a servant does not wear the same clothing he uses to cook his master's food when he's serving his master a drink. Meshlokir says that the machlek is about a, a koyin balmum taking out the chumas adeshen it's the same as by clearing the Chumas Adeshen and taking out the Chumas Adeshen. Rabbi Yechanan says that the Harama itself, everyone agrees, is an avoida and it must be done by a Koyen with no mum. Now the Machlech is between Rishlokas and Rabbi Yechanan about whether the Koyen wears weekday clothing or different Kodesh clothing is because Rishlokas says 
The Torah only writes two begadim for the Truma Sadashin, and you don't do anything with just two begadim. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, the Torah just told us two, but it includes all four. How did they learn this out? According to Rabbi Yochanan, what was the difference between the two sets of clothing? According to Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Yochanan says, Midoy Bad teaches us that they had to be perfectly fit. Mechnasevad teaches us that the Mechnasayim had to be the first garment put on. Rishlakish learns it out from somewhere else. Rishlakish learns that the, that the fact that the Torah uses a funny lotion of Midoy, that teaches us that it must fit him well. And the lotion of Me'al Besare teaches us that the Mechnasayim had to go on. Have a wonderful day.